what I realized was, I just sort of basically just started saying, well, what does it work? Well, for me, open houses, I, 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 that's not me, right? Like for me, it's like an open house is somebody that, you know, for an agent, somebody that gives you the warm and fuzzy, you know, you feel really, really great around them, right? That's the person for open houses. Now, so that's, you know, I, people don't necessarily feel warm and fuzzy around me, right? But I can tell you, they know I'm gonna get it done. They know they can trust me. They know they can count on me. Here's blind faith. If you don't have 100% complete faith that you can do this, then all you have to do is, is use a concept that I teach called if yes, then how. If yes, then how means that if you looked in the mirror, if you're looking to, to achieve something, find a role model for that that's already achieved it, that if you look into the, the mirror, they look back at you and it looks a little bit like you, a lot like you actually. Okay, and the reason why that's important is because this removes a lot of the limiting beliefs because it removes the fact to sit there and say, well, I can't do this because, because I have this culture, this, uh, this background, whatever the case may be. So the closer you can find your role model to look like you, then it removes a lot of the limiting thinking. Hello, and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Agent Podcast. Today, I'm here with my buddy, Dan, out of Virginia. Dan, welcome to the show. Ray Ray, thanks. Raymond, I appreciate that. Glad you're here, man. It's good to meet you. It's my pleasure. So I'd like to start off in my, uh, my standard fashion. Why real estate? Why not? Uh, real answer. estate. <laughs> I like it. Good answer. Yeah. Uh, why real estate? Because it is the... Um, it is the number one opportunity in the world that you can create your uh, outcome. It is the it's a high risk in regards to the fact that it's a risk of time, but not a risk of money. And um, it's something that I see as an opportunity to be able to create my own life, and then uh, for my clients to be able to help them solve their problems and to help them achieve their goals. So it's, you know, it's a win-win because I get to help lots of great people to, you know, to get what they want. And I also have an unlimited opportunity for myself. I love it. It's a great answer. Thank How you. did you get here? How did you get to where you are today? I started in real estate sales in 2007. And at the time I was waiting tables at a, one of the highest end steakhouses in the world in Washington, DC. And I was miserable. I was making a lot of money, but it sucked. And so um, I was looking for like, okay, where's my way? Where's my pathway? And, you know, that goes back into like, why real estate? Well, there's an opportunity there, right? Uh, but before I realized there was an opportunity, I was, I was lost. And so I spent a couple of years uh, as a um, recently recovered alcoholic. And I was still waiting tables, so I was new in recovery, and I was uh, congratulations. Thank you, appreciate that. And I was seeking to say, okay, well, what you know, like this isn't my life. Like waiting tables is not what I was designed to be able to do. I knew I was designed to be an entrepreneur. I was designed to be a business person again to help people and and uh, to be able to um, uh, to lead. And so, uh, but I was lost. I didn't know what that looked like. So one day we're scooping butter into ramekins along Eagle Island, which is uh, getting ready for the shift, uh, for the uh, shift with, at the steakhouse. And 
my buddy Bill looked over me and said, Dan, have you ever considered real estate sales? I'm like, no. And so then I started thinking about it. And I realized I could, for 60 hours of classwork, for $2,000, I could have my real estate license. And so I did that. And um, and then I started in, in sales. And um, it was about, uh, about four months later. Uh, this was uh, November of 2007. I got my license. So somewhere around February, March. Of 2008, I was, you know, like, okay, where are the sales? Of course, I was doing the work, I was doing the effort, but, you know, it's a lagging, you know, you do the work today, it's 90 to 120 days from today before you get the success. And so um, I was frustrated. I went to my broker, uh, I said, Karen, I said, this, you know, this isn't working for me. She's like, Dan, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, well, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm gonna be paying my mortgage on my credit card. So that doesn't quite make sense. And so that day we came up with a plan and um, we discovered my way of how to make sales. And I went all in on it. And so 18 months, about 12 months after that conversation, 12 or 14 months, uh, this is 18 months into my real estate sales career. I had so much success during that period of time that I was able to buy the brokerage that I worked for. And so I owned that brokerage for 10 years, sold it at the end of 2018. And, um, and that's when I wrote a book called Real Estate Evolution and opened up a, a coaching company called Consistent Predictable Income Coaching for real estate agents, where I helped them to discover their way to make sales. And I still sell today. I, I work three and a half days a week in real estate sales. I help more than 100 uh, clients every single year. And I do so in a very, very efficient, effective way to exceed their expectations. Okay. So we just, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> we can talk about the book. We can talk about the coaching. But when I, I want to talk about your way. And I want to talk about what yeah. changed in that roughly 12-month period from, you know, holy shit, nothing's happening to yeah. I need a new plan. So, yeah. you know, I can create an income for myself and not have to pay my yeah. mortgage on my credit card. Like, what happened in that time? Well, at that point, like I said, I was lost. I'm sitting there, I'm intending to find my way. And what was different was that I stopped doing a hundred different things simultaneously. You know, because when I when I started, I was putting yellow bandit signs into the, uh, in, you know, along the, the, the media and saying, you know, free list of homes, call 1-800, whatever. I was, you know, this is back in the day before, you know, they still had these mailboxes or these boxes that were the, these apartment guides. I'd go around all the apartment guides and I'd put these little three by five printed cards into the uh, into the apartment guide saying, oh, hey. You could buy a home for the same amount of money that you can rent it. You know, I was putting them on windshield wipers. I was doing everything I could possibly do to be able to find business. And instead, what I realized I needed to do is I needed to find one or two ways that I could really specialize in, I could really focus on. And then that way I wouldn't be distracted. And so that was really the biggest difference between when I started, I was sort of spread all over the place. And what I see agents today, uh, perhaps they're not, I was spread over, all over the place doing the right activity lead generation. Okay. Sometimes agents are spread all over the place because they don't know what to do. And they're doing, you know, a lot of efforts are doing, you know, they're doing things that make it feel good that they think that they're working. You know, they're developing a website or, or designing business cards or whatever the case may be. And the end of the day or attending webinars and, you know, yes, education is important, yet it shouldn't be 75% of the day every day. It should be you know, a, a small segment of the day, and then you, you you get the education, then you take action on it. 
So the good news was was that I was doing the right activity. The bad news was, was I was so diluted that I wasn't uh, wasn't causing any effect. So how I know one of the things that you talk about in your book, which we'll get into in a minute, is leveraging your strengths. Yeah. Efforts to kind of double down on what works for you for the the best outcome or the best <laughs> result. How did yeah. you figure out what those strengths are for you and know where to focus your efforts to get a result? Yeah, I think it's just looking at like my behavior. You know, I'm a dominant person. Uh, you know, mostly in real estate sales, you're going to find, uh, you know, if you're familiar with the DISC uh, assessment, high I's, high D's are often, you know, successful in real estate sales. So someone that's going to be driven, dominant, or somebody that's going to be relational and, 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 you know, attract a lot of people to them. And uh, that doesn't mean that that's the only people who are successful, yet oftentimes those traits are, are you know, um, more common to succeed. And so what I realized was I just sort of basically just started saying, well, what does it work? Well, for me, open houses, I, 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 that's not me, right? Like for me, it's like an open house is somebody that, you know, for an agent, somebody that gives you the warm and fuzzy, you know, you feel really, really great around them, right? That's the person for open houses. Now, so that's, you know, I, people don't necessarily feel warm and fuzzy around me, right? But I can tell you, they know I'm going to get it done. They know they can trust me. They know they can count on me. Okay, so uh, say, okay, well, that's the way, these are my strengths. People can rely on me. People can trust me. So now how can I take those strengths and put them into action? Um, so I identify the strengths and identify the tactic. At the time, it was short sales. Now that doesn't, that's not relevant to today's market. Okay, it was relevant at the time. Okay, so it's sitting there saying, because if I could take my strengths, my God-given unique skills, and then apply them to a tactic, which at the time again was short sales. Now I can I can I can amplify. I can figure out how do I figure this out. If I was starting in real estate sales today, I would probably focus on for sale by owners. Perhaps I would focus on like Facebook ads. You know, something that's you know leverage. Um, I certainly have. I'll pick up the phone all day long and I'll call expired listings. I'm a, I'm sort of not. You know, uh, most agents don't want to do that. Okay. Um, but there's an advantage to that is first it applies, it, it, it sort of leans into my strengths. But the second piece of it is I like to go where most people don't want to go because there's less, there's less of a crowd there. Right. So if you're looking at the marketplace for right now, for example, you got artificial intelligence, big data, technology, commoditization. Our industry's changing, it's already changed, right? And it's going to get tougher. Now, guess what? That doesn't scare me. In fact, I'm grateful that it's going to get harder because as it gets harder, I'll just have to be more efficient and I'll have to uh, figure out the ways to succeed. And I know that a lot of my competitors will not. I hope they do. The ones that I coach, I'm here to help them succeed. Right. Yet I also know as a general population of real estate agents that it's going to get too hard for a lot. That's the reality of it. Okay. So let's dive into your book a little bit and, and dissect why did you write your book? When I sold the brokerage at the end of 2018, uh, I was at a crossroads in my career. I didn't know, you know, I knew that that I wanted to stay in real estate sales, um, but I didn't know what was next. Um, I love real estate sales. Like this is in my blood. This is what I, I mean, I love doing. I love doing the activity. Now I do lead a team. And I do coach agents, but I'm going to tell you, I don't think I could, you know, I've got my coach, you know, he's trying to get me off of, uh, you know, going on listing appointments. And I'm like, no, like, I like it too much, right? Like, I really enjoy doing it. Okay. 
So I wrote the book uh, because I went to one of my mentors and um, he had asked me, he said, Dan, you got a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, and I want to help you, uh, you know, figure out this next step of your journey uh, because I had asked him for his help. And this is a very prominent person. And he said that he would help me only if I documented what I had learned along the way. And uh, I agreed to do that. I didn't realize I was writing a book at first. At first, I thought I was writing like a series of um, of like ebooks, yeah. and I was going to publish the ebooks. I was going to distribute them, and that would be it. Well, you know, about three or four months into it, I realized like, holy goodness, um, like this doesn't have an ending in sight. And so when I'm you know looking at this, this does not have an ending in sight. Um, I realized that I was writing a book at that point. And, and, and it was unique for me, a unique experience because setting goals, I'm always, I'm always pretty clear on what the out, you know, what the end is, you know, like, you know, figure out like, where am I, where do I want to go now? How do I want to get there? Writing that book, I didn't have a clarity on the end. When I was writing, people would ask me all the time, well, when are you going to finish? When are you going to finish? And my answer was when it's done. I did not know, you know, I never wrote before. I learned really how to write. You know, I, I put a lot of study into it, a lot of effort into learning it. And um, and I did it every single day. You know, it's something I heard um, uh, John Maxwell, who's, a you know, a, an entrepreneur, speaker, leadership coach. He shared with me in a larger audience once uh, about his success in, in writing. And it was that uh, he says, listen, you you do this every single day. Even if it's Christmas morning, I write five minutes a day. It's not about writing 10 hours a day and, ha- you know, and killing yourself. It's about doing it every single day. Now, he was telling his analogy of like his experience, and he was, he was applying it to the group of you know, real estate agents in a way that, you know, use this, that you should be lead generating every single day, 20, 365 days a year. Even if it's two minutes a day, it doesn't matter. If you do some sort of activity every single day, it starts compounding. Um, and but I used that um, coaching that he gave me literally, and as you know, as I was writing the book, I said, okay, well, I'll just write every day. So I'd averaged out about three and a half hours of writing uh, for thirteen months, for thirteen and a half months of not a day off, and uh, that was the average. And it it turned out to be really, you know, a step by step guide to show people to show real estate agents how can you do this, you know, because that's the biggest struggle that agents have is they don't know how. Sometimes they don't believe in themselves. They don't have faith in themselves, right? So it even breaks down to sitting there saying, if you don't 100% believe in yourself, then how can you still do this? Well, I talk about blind faith and I talk about absolute faith, right? So here's blind faith. If you don't have 100% complete faith that you can do this, then all you have to do is, is use a concept that I teach called if yes, then how. If yes, then how means that if you looked in the mirror, if you're looking to, to achieve something, find a role model for that that's already achieved it, that if you looked into the, the mirror, they look back at you and it looks a little bit like you, a lot like you actually. Okay. And the reason why that's important is because this removes a lot of the limiting beliefs because it removes the fact to sit there and say, well, I can't do this because, because I have this culture, this, uh, this background, whatever the case may be. So the closer you can find your role model to look like you, then it removes a lot of the limiting thinking. Then now you've just proven yes. So someone could do this that looks a lot like me, same background, same upbringing, et cetera. Now, so that's if yes, now how? How did they do that? 
So now I have to figure out how they did that. And now that's my roadmap to success. And so that's going back to the belief in yourself that I really take a lot of time throughout the book to help agents, to help people to discover not only like what is my God-given skill, but also the belief system of how can I hack into a belief when I when I don't have full faith on this, right? So how can I, um, uh, and that's, you know, a description of blind faith until you have the, uh, until you have the experience and then you have absolute faith, but you only get absolute faith after you've actually already done it. So, you know, absent of already doing it, then you have to rely on, you know, techniques to be able to, you know, drive you through that. So I was watching one of your videos that you had on Facebook, I think it was. Cool. And I watched you like draw this stair step, you know, okay. dollar sign at the top. And I think it was all about how to get a listing or how to close a listing. And I really liked how you laid out the process in very simple terms, step-by-step terms, right? Like first you get the appointment, you go to the appointment, you send a 10 second thank you video. And yeah. the whole goal is you're training your, you know, prospects to say yes over and over and over again until you get to where you want to be. Is that how your book and your teaching is structured? Like, is that kind of your method to what you do? It is. It's about understanding and say, okay, here's a result. I want to get this result. So it goes back into where I got really uncomfortable writing because I didn't necessarily, <laughs> I didn't see the end, right? But the, every most other areas of my life, I see the end or at least I see where I want to go. And it's sitting there saying, okay, let's first define where do you want to go? Now let's define where you are. Okay, so that's sort of the starting point. Now let's understand why do you want to go there? That's pretty important. And so you may have heard some coaches, some mentors, some you know, some people suggest to say, okay, big why, right? And, and when I first heard that, I'm like, what the heck is a big why, right? And I started, I stopped with the big why. I just replace big why with just why like no bs why do you want to do this okay because yes change in the world is is inspirational and aspirational and 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 yes i want to change the world yet if i can't pay my car payment i have a why that's that's closer to me than changing the world Okay, so let's get real about why do you want to do this? And so it has to be based off of your own needs and, you know, making sure that you're safe, making sure that you have your, 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 you know, your money straight and you're, you're taking care of the people that you care for. And so where do you want to go? Where are you? Why do you want to get there? Then how? And I already described to you how you define the how, which is by finding those, those models of success. So throughout the book, I use that as a as a as a methodology of like that's sort of like a, a structure around the book of of describing of okay now you want to get here whatever that may be you're here wherever that may be here's a methodology that you can identify why you want to get there so we'll walk you through some exercises to, to bring you through that journey now here's some pathways of how to do so so instead of just, you know, like struggling to figure it out on your own. Here's a step-by-step guide that will show you exactly how you can get to wherever you want to go. And that's the, that's the, the sort of the structure of the book and the, and the, uh, the mold that I took to be able to write it. I love that. How did you develop all of this? Did you develop this from mentors? Did you develop this by practice? 
is a lot of it just organic based upon you being a dominant person, like saying, hey, I want X and I'm going to find, you know, the quickest way to get from point A to point B? Well, the easiest answer to that is yes. Okay. Uh, To expand on that, you know, I, I learned it first by trial by fire. And so... The interesting thing is I didn't really start learning uh, languaging, you know, I didn't start learning things like neuro-linguistic programming, psychology, hypnosis, sales techniques, process communication model. Like there's a lot of the technology that you could learn to be able to understand our subjective experience of the world. Sure. So, but before I started learning that, I just did it sort of trial by fire. So I didn't start learning that till I was a real estate agent for a few years. And so when I was in uh, the restaurant business, again, working at, you know, working at a, you know, the the restaurant I worked at was, um, you know, this is where like the senators and the lobbyists and, you know, like really, really famous people. There was one time I was waiting on the table there and um, I'm waiting on the table and the guy sits to me and says, oh, nobody famous ever comes in here. Right. Well, the other three tables that I had, I had United States Senator. I had a United States Supreme Court justice and I had uh, Archie Manning and Eli Manning with one of the uh, I, whatever Redskins uh, former uh, uh, trainers. Right. So that was my other three tables. Right. So this was a type of place that, you know, people came to and, and people would know. So we would sell, you know, you know, average ticket was like 600 bucks a person. It was crazy. And so we really got into understanding how to sell things. And what I would do is I would try something and I would try a technique. And if it worked, I would do it again and it worked again. Okay, now I've got a new technique to sell something, to upsell something. And if I tried a technique and it did not work, well, I'll try it one more time because I think it's a good idea. And if I try it a second time, it doesn't work, scratch it. I'll never do that again. I learned sales by just sort of, you know, plucking, picking and choosing, and then, you know, identifying like what worked and what did not work. So later, when I started studying sales and I started studying persuasion techniques and why the science of the, of the communication works, I realized that what I was already doing had a scientific backing to it. All right. So it was almost like I learned it backwards. So it was like I learned it first and then I went to school. So that's the way that I processed to be able to learn. Now, I've spent I added up one time, last time I added up, I was well over half a million dollars that I've invested in the coaching, training, seminars, et cetera. But again, it's not, I really caution people who are listening to this. Yes, invest in yourself. You should invest in yourself, yet take action as well, right? Because I know people that would say, well, I put a half a million dollars into my education and then really didn't do anything with it. Okay, so uh, so I've taken a lot of uh, time to, to, to be mentored, to be coached, to coach others. One of the reasons why I got into coaching was really one, because I, um, it's something that I'm passionate about doing, but also it helps me. Because if I'm going to be the guy in front of the room teaching, uh, then I have to have, you know, a great knowledge about the, about the subject. So real quick, so I started, uh, so I owned a brokerage. I was licensed for 18 months. And I bought the you know really really large brokerage, but um, I wasn't even qualified to be a broker at this time, right? So uh, the second after I got a broker became a broker, it was three years. I started teaching the real estate principles class. I started teaching that because 
I knew that I didn't know all the details of the contracts inside and out. And I knew as a brokerage owner, I, sh- I needed to have that information. And it was something that I just really hated. Like, I wasn't interested in knowing 43,560 square feet equals an acre. Like, who cares? Okay. Right. Like, that's, you know, Google it if you need to know it. Right. So, um, so anyway, so I started teaching that and I started teaching it really so that I would learn. Okay. So there's, there is a Best piece way. of learning. Yeah. So there is a piece of learning that the pinnacle of leadership, the pinnacle of learning, rather not of leadership, but the pinnacle of learning is teaching. Um, so that's how I, you know, uh, and then of course, yeah, trial by fire as well, you know, as a real estate agent. Sure. Yeah. What has the book done for you as a person and as a real estate agent? Like how have you been rewarded by going through that process and creating a finished product that helps people and pays your knowledge forward? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when I wrote it, you know, it's like some people have like this bucket list of, okay, I'm going to write a book and that's on the bucket list. It was never really necessary. It, it, it wasn't on my bucket list, but it, it wasn't until after the fact that I remember, you know, it's, it's, it's come really, really full circle. When I was in third grade, okay, this teacher tells my mother, Danny. So I go by Dan now. Uh, but at the time, you know, it was Danny as I was a kid. And uh, she says to my mother, she says, you know, Danny's a really good uh, writer. He could be an author someday. Now, my mom discounted it. And it put this thing in the back of my head, like, okay, well, like, that's not possible. Okay, because we aren't those people. We aren't those people that can do, you know, um, incredible things. That's not who we are. All right. And I'm, you know, I don't share this too often because my mom literally is about 150 yards from me right now. So I'm being a little bit quiet the way I'm sharing this story. Okay. But it was years ago. Right. So we, I forget. Right. Um, but the, anyway, so it wasn't until after I wrote the, the, the book, I had forgotten that story forever and ever and ever. And then my mom had reminded me, she says, Dan, she still calls me Danny. <laughs> so she said, Danny, do you remember that teacher? And she said the name. I don't remember what it was. She's, and you remember when she said that? And I didn't really, but it sort of, you know, sparked the memory. So come full circle, I'd say the biggest thing for me personally of writing the book, my biggest reward isn't tangible in the sense of referrals or clients or whatever the case may be. It was more tangible in the way of breaking that cycle of something in my subconscious that told me I can't do it and doing it anyways. And then having the awareness of, holy crap, like, dude, you can do this. Yeah, I got this or whatever else comes my way. Yeah, yeah. So it's not necessarily important about writing the book, but much more important, I think, in my life, it's about, um, you know, I was sharing with my team this morning, I was congratulating them because I made some three-year goals when I sold the brokerage uh, three, a little bit more than three years ago. And now I'm defining my next three years goals. And I did have a little bit of self-doubt when I did those three-year goals, you know, at that time, three years ago. And the reality of it is I've achieved every single one of those three-year goals that I set Congrats. at that time. Thank you. Thank you. And at the time that I set them, I had self-doubt. I mean, I'll be candid with you. I'm like, oh, man, right? Like, you know, how, you know, this seems pretty ambitious, Dan, right? Like that's that self-little blah, 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 blah in my, in my mind. And I said, okay, I hear you, but I'm not going to pay attention. I'm not going to give you power. So let's sit there. Let's put you on a bench for the next three years and let's come back and, and have a conversation and we can revisit this. And so that's sort of where I am. It's just an interesting time in my life that I'm coming back to that that voice that three years ago told me, Dan, you can't. And um, and realize and say, you know what? You're full of it, dude. 
You know, so I told my team today, I said, hey, good news, good bad news. Good news is congratulations, we did this. Uh, I don't know if this is uh, bad news or not, but guess what? I know I'm capable of more. So, hey, get ready to buckle up. We go rock and roll. We're going to help some people in this world. Yeah. Right. You know, like it's it's on. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, that's the conversation I had just a few hours ago with my team. I love it. All right. So I want to be conscious of your time because I know we're on the clock with your schedule today. So what are a couple things, let's say two or three things that you see agents struggle with on a regular that you can throw some things out there to pay it forward, give them a golden nugget on how to push through, you know, a couple of the challenges that you see. Let me, uh, let me get a little bit deeper and I'll, I'll come at surface level to give you some tangibles. Yeah. All right. So the, the ultimate thing of, of what causes agents to not be successful is twofold as I see. The first is there's, you know, just like what I was just sharing with you about that, you know, we all have this little bit of lack of belief in ourselves. And so it's like, okay, what are we going to do about that? Uh, for some people, it may be like, well, why, what causes me to be worthy to do that? That may be, you know, um, for others, it may be, I don't have enough knowledge, enough experience, whatever the case may be. It's that, it's, it's that thing to sit there saying, um, I feel as though if, you know, there's a neighborhood agent, they already have the marketplace, right? So it's just that, that lack of belief in themselves. That's the, the, the one of the two things. The second thing is really having this, um, so your lack of belief in yourself, but then is also having this uh, willingness to be judged and, and, and not making it mean something. Okay, so it's it's we so you have this long term journey of activity that you you have to take before you get a result. Okay, so at best you do that. Say you're a brand new agent today, you know exactly what to do to get business. Today's day one. You start doing the activity. It's thirty days from the day before you get a client ish, and then it's another thirty days you work with them, and then it's another thirty days before you go to closing. That's best case scenario. Ninety days. So let's say that's the case and you, and you go out and you do some activity today and you, cause you don't have a paycheck and somebody rejects you. Somebody says, screw off, Dan, Ray, you suck. Stop bugging me, Ray. Okay. So now you take that and you make that mean something. You make that mean something to say, well, geez, I don't want to be told F off. That sucks. Like, I don't want to be in that position. And so then you get hesitant to continue the activity. Okay. So, so even if you could get past the point of saying, okay, I'm going to take that. I don't believe in myself and put it on a bench and say, I'll come back and visit you later. All right. You chump. Call it a chump, by the way, by the way. Right. I'll, I'll see you later, limiting beliefs. And then <laughs> you actually take the action. You're still going to you're still going to get punched in the teeth metaphorically, all right. So now you have to put that belief of yourself to the side. You have to take the action and get crushed anyways. All right. So this is the experience of a real estate agent. All right. So that's the deep part. Now let me give you the tangible part. What do you do about it? What I recommend that you do about it is to understand there's about 17 different ways that you can find business. Open houses, networking, Facebook on social media, Facebook advertising, door knocking, um, for sale by owners, expired listings. There's, you know, there's, I can go on and on. There's about 17 different primary ways that you can get listings. 
So if you can sit there and you can say, okay, what's all the different ways I could get listings? Now, let me, or you notice I just said listings. I wasn't even intending to do that. I, I probably should say, here's all the different ways that I could get business, right? Because, but as a business person, as a business, you know, like it just, I only think about listings. The buyers yep. will come, by the way. Yep. All right. So here's all the different ways I can get business. Now, take a look at that list and circle one to three. And that one to three, now that is your, that's your guidepost right there. That's your job description right there. That one to three. That now for one to three hours a day, I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever that is. So let's say it's open house, for example. Say you're that that person and you make other people feel warm and fuzzy, and people you attract people and connect with people. Great, that's freaking awesome, right? So now let's do an open house plan. So let's set you up so that you're going to do two to four open houses every weekend. And then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, your job description is you're following up with all those people that you met for that two to four open houses. And you're following up with them from one to three hours. Now, you're not finding homes for them for one to three hours. You're not doing administrative work for one to three hours. You're actually picking up the phone or sending them a text. Phone is better. Text is almost as bad, uh, as good. And you're, you're moving them forward by providing them value and contributing to them. You can send them a message such as like, oh, hey, Ray, great to meet you the other day. By the way, uh, I just had a cancellation this weekend. I saw some homes that are just like the one that you were looking at. Just curious if you wanted to take a look at them over the weekend, right? A very casual type conversion process. And that's your job description. So if you could just focus on that as your job description for one to three hours a day, five days a week to do whatever it is that resonates with you, and then focus on that, and you do that for the rest of your career, you'll have a very successful career. Take the things that you don't want to do. I was coaching an agent earlier today, and she said to me, she's sort of discovering her way right now. She told me, she said, Dan, I want to do open houses, and I want to do my sphere of influence. And before, I was teaching how to do for sale by owners. And she's like, I hate to break it to you, Dan, but I don't want to do FISBOs. I'm like, great. I love it. We figure out what you don't want to do. Now, here's what I want you to do with a FISBO for the rest of your life. She's like, what's that, Dan? I want you to never be believe they never exist, right? Like, let's never talk to a FISBO again. Let's Now, let's start sitting there putting together a plan based off of your unique talents, based off of who you are, not based off of who somebody else is, not based off of who I am. Right. And so that's what I would advise for an agent to, you know, to be able to get business. Love it. I love that. Is all of this type stuff in the book? Oh, this and more. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, yeah, it's the only, I would say, okay, here's the only thing that the book, the only negative I say about the book is, is too comprehensive. And I would say too comprehensive. It is overly comprehensive. Okay. It does not miss a detail. Right. And so I look at it more as like an owner's manual, more than a, like a novel. Okay, so I do recommend people to 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 read through it. You I mean you can get it on Audible? You can get it. Uh, we sell it on uh, our our website, real estate. Uh, what is it? Realestateevolution.com, and uh, you can get it on Audible. You can you can get the print version, but it is really comprehensive. It's ninety thousand words. It's almost three hundred pages, right? And it goes through. Oh yeah, it goes through what I just described in detail every single thing that i'm sh sharing with you today ray is 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 uh, taught in the book and you know of course a lot more i love that from our conversation we've talked about a lot of stuff if somebody walks away from our conversation with only one thing 
we could have talked about it. It could come to mind right now. What is that one thing you would like to really share and get out there? What's one golden nugget? Believe in yourself. I, mean, I talked about it and I, I go- I love it, man. You know, you are worthy. You have a unique life experience and that is valuable. And whatever that unique life experience, it is something that you could contribute to the world based off of what you've learned. And so when you understand that, whatever it is that you want to do in your life, you can do. Believe in yourself. Don't let yourself get in your way because the only thing that will stop you from your success is you. And I want to encourage for you to, uh, to not, not consider that or not consider letting yourself stop you. I love that. So I think, I think that you are a very seasoned, self-aware person right? That has built an incredible life for yourself. And you're sharing that with the world in a variety of ways with how you're showing up with your team, with your coaching, with your book. There are a lot of people, including myself, where we all get in our way, right? And we get so focused in what it what is and have a hard time focusing forward to where we're trying to go. And we're constantly pulled back to, I'm struggling with this, you know, how do I get out of my own way and look over there? How do you do that? What, what do you do when you don't know what to do is a way that I like to ask that question, right? Or like, how do you pull yourself forward when you're so focused on this thing in front of you that's weighing you down or causing you anxiety or stress? I look past it. You know, um, you know I mentioned to you, I'm doing my three-year goals right now. Mm-hmm. So what I can tell you is I will certainly have struggles over the next three years. I will certainly have defeats. I'll stub my toe, I'll have setbacks, and um, I'm cautious to speak that into existence, yet I would be naive not to be aware of it. And so understanding where I intend to go is the foundational uh, thing that allows for me to deal with those things that, that, that make, you know, set me back. And so when I have the experiences that are less than ideal, then instead of uh, worrying about it, instead of making it mean something, I could then learn from it. And so when you look at, for example, if you're thinking about like people, the reality of it is, is that the people who have this perceived success, I don't like using the word success without the word perceived with it. So the people who have this perceived success are often the biggest failures in the room. And what I mean by that, right? So if we're sitting there saying, well, I'm going to worry about like my self-talk and whatever, or my defeats, and I'm going to, you know, let that get in my way. Well, think about this. I was sitting at a convention once upon a time, and I brought about 15 people as guests with me to that. And there was a speaker on the stage. uh, And the speaker on the stage was being interviewed. And the lady next to me says, oh, my goodness, he's so successful. And I whispered to her, I said, I said, actually, he's the biggest failure in the room. And she's like, what? I was like, I'll tell you at lunch. So we go off, we go to lunch and I forget about the comment, but she reminds me. She said, Dan, what did you mean by that? I said, well, what I meant by that is there's 10,000 of us in the audience and there's one, there's two people on stage, the interviewer and the interviewee. And guess what? That interviewee is there because he's had more failures than the majority, if not all of the people in the audience, because he just said, okay, that's not a failure. That's a learning opportunity. 
And he just did more. He failed more than the rest because we all fail. And once you recognize that we all fail, now you stop making that mean something. Now you sit there and say, you know what? That's just life. So I'm going to fail, whatever. So instead of failing, now I'm going to learn. And that would, you know, be the way that I would uh, suggest for people to consider. I love that. All right. I want to wrap it up because of your time. Where can people find you? Where can people get the book? Where can people touch base if they want your coaching? So I th- I'm not sure what website I said before. But I don't think it was correct. It's therealestateevolution.com. www.therealestateevolution.com if you're interested to get the book. Uh, you can certainly Google me. Um, you know, I'd be happy to be Facebook friends with you. I'd love to enter, um, invite you into the Consistent Predictable Income Community which is uh, we have a private Facebook group online and I'll give you one more website. So write this down if you're listening right now, because this is probably the best website for you to be able to get some really great, valuable tools and resources. I go through a five-day step-by-step class that I give away for free, one to take listings and another of how to uh, be able to um, not let your buyer sabotage you. And you can find that by visiting www.find.com yourpotential.life, not .com, .life. So find your potential.life and um, and I'll teach you how to take listings in today's marketplace for free. Dan, this has been fun, man. Thank you for your time. Thanks for your words of wisdom and uh, thanks for your vote of confidence for all of us. God bless you. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.